0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. So today, guys, I have a surprise for y'all. I met this young man a few weeks ago, and I was so impressed with everything he had accomplished. I'm like, bro, we got to have you on the pod, man. Tyler, what's up, man?
1: How you doing, man?
0: Good, good. I'm glad you're here today. Shoot, I can't wait for you to share those gems. But before we start, who is Tyler?
1: Yeah, so Tyler Woodall, I uh, I guess I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life, pretty young, but um, starting in middle school, always what? wanted to be in business, had a candy business selling Snickers bars out of my lunchbox and just <laughs> kind of progressed from there. So finished college, went to Clemson University, got wow. out, did insurance, eventually bought my book of business and started my own agency, did that and, uh, and just kind of progressed from there.
0: Bro, you said you started selling candy in middle school. I used to sell Red Bull in my trunk of my car.
1: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So when you said that, it brought back memories. So talk to me, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you started super young. You went to college and you got into insurance. I heard the insurance business is rough, man. Tell us about that. How was that experience for you?
1: I didn't love it. I, uh, I have since sold my agency. So oh, yeah. what, what I started doing is, um, I had a mentor that said, look, I know these guys, they own an agency. Um, they don't work that hard. They make a ton of money. You should do it. Well, that's enough for me. Uh, <laughs> so I got into doing commercial insurance. So I would meet with businesses, help them with their liability, workers comp, stuff like that. Um, it was high enough level where it was pretty competitive. I went for several weeks to a school that kind of taught the ins and outs of it. Um, started having success, but man, it was a grind. I started out, I would pick up the phone and dial 150 people every day and eight to 12% would tell me when they renewed their insurance. Okay. I built up a list of about 2000 people. This took several months. Um, So I had about 2000 people that I knew when their insurance renewed during the year, which works out to like, I don't know, uh, 180 a month, I guess, whatever that is. Wait, wait, wait,
0: Um, hold on a second. You said you picked up the phone, called 150 people every day. Monday to Friday and ask them, hey, when is your insurance renewing? And people were just telling you that information. Yeah, like I had
1: a script. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely had a script and kind of went in depth there. And I had met with a lot of people that had a lot of sales experience, yeah. cold calling experience, and worked with them to build a script. So it started right. out, hey, I, this is Tyler. I've got a quick question. I really don't know who I need to speak with. I was hoping you could help me. Humans like to help other humans. So yep. now I've got the gatekeeper like a little bit invested. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So basically I was looking to see, do you happen to know during the year when you guys renew your business insurance? Well, wow. generally a lot of times they would say they either knew, didn't know, or this person is who you should talk to. Great, thank you so much. Is there any chance I could chat with them just for a second? I'd love to just email them over some stuff um, if they've got two seconds. And so I try to make it super non-committal. I wanted to sound very low key. A lot of times they would tell me that when they renewed though, yeah, um, and I would just write that down, put it in my CRM, Genius. and follow up. And so <laughs> once I built this big database, I would drop in 30 businesses every day. So I, would, wow. I had a, a software called Road Warrior where I would punch in the 30 businesses. It would map them out in the most efficient route. And I would walk in the business I don't have a yellow fellow with me, but I had business cards in this little foam yellow yeah. guy that's smiling, he's a phone holder. And uh, I would walk in, say, hey, I know you guys, you're renewing your insurance so-and-so month, that's still a ways away. I just wanted to get to drop in, leave a face with a name. Um, I got a business card if you ever have any issues. And then I've got this little phone holder. <laughs> he's a stress reliever. You can throw him at somebody if you get mad at <laughs> Um, and it said Tyler Woodall insurance and then had my cell phone number on the oh, bottom. Oh, that's genius, bro. Oh my so God, I love this. When I came back in, that guy was usually still on the desk. And so now <laughs> I've been doing this for years. I still get calls from people that have those little yellow fellows um, that are looking for insurance. So it was the best $3 of marketing I could ever yeah, spend. Nah,
0: that's genius. So Appreciate how it. did you grow from that? You got like name. What'd you do after that?
1: Yeah. So as I built this list, I would drop in, find who I had immediate with rapport with, and I'd yeah. follow up more heavily with those people. And then 90 to 120 days before their renewal, I'd drop back in, Hey, you're renewing your insurance soon. Do you uh-huh. have five or 10 minutes for me to chat? Even if it's not today, um, where we can go over your insurance and I can see if there's any way I can potentially help. Uh uh-huh. So did that long enough, built a book of business um eventually bought my customer base and rode off into the sunset to do my own thing um i made a mistake though when i did this i thought i was being really smart i went from only doing commercial to adding in whole monado Uh -uh. and so i thought it was going to be great because i'd get a lot of singles i'd get a base hit every day where i'd be able to write some business and it was easy we did this over social media part of it was like Due to COVID, we made a transition uh-huh. i to be able to sell online since I couldn't drop in anymore. Um, but dealing with homeowners, obviously, it's great getting any type of sale. But it was just so much more work than the commercial side of things. Clients were more needy. Commissions uh-huh. were like a tenth of what they were on commercial accounts, if not less. Uh-huh. Um, so it was the same amount of work for less money. And I really messed myself up. Um so that's what drove me into learning about automation, standard operating procedures, stuff like that. okay um, And so it was a necessary evil, but that's kind of what led me to decide maybe I don't love insurance and I want to sell this thing and do something else.
0: Oh wow. so then what so talk to us about that sell process, right? Because you seem like a still a young guy right. able to build that book of business and then now you end up selling it. How was yep. that selling process? Did you hire a broker or what did you do?
1: So this actually, it's all fairly recent. So it's December when we're recording this. It was in February where I decided I was selling this thing. Congrats, um,
0: buddy.
1: Appreciate it. So I had to put my dog down and due to that, it just made me reassess life. Oh. And I've known I didn't like insurance, but through this, I was like, you yeah, know, don't want to spend the rest of my life doing something that I hate. I cringe every time my phone rings to sell an insurance policy. Why don't I just change? It's not a loss. It's just a pivot. Um, So I tell a lot of people insurance was a stop, not a stay for me. And so what I did is I went on Facebook and I typed in insurance book of business for sale. And there's a Facebook group for it. And then I typed in SC, which is where my book of business was focused. And I found 20 guys that had posted in this group saying they were looking to buy books of business in South Carolina. I sent 20 messages, got 17 responses, eventually signed like 11 NDAs and sold
0: to one of them. So I I love how you just get, you get shit done, bro. This is awesome. So my team gets
1: frustrated with me because we'll have a zoom call and we'll talk about something and they'll be like, all right, we'll start on it tomorrow. And I'm like, We've got two hours left. Why don't we start today? And so I think activity and speed is so important.
0: Success loves speed, man. I agree a hundred percent. So you sold a business. What happened next?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I read a book during this time called the E-Myth, if you've ever read it. (laughs) of Um, course. (laughs) Yeah. Loved it. Changed my life. And during that process, that's kind of what had led me to documenting the standard operating procedures for my agency. And that made the agency more valuable because I had everything pretty streamlined. Mm -hmm. Um, but so during this, I had been hiring virtual assistants to help me run my stuff, Mm -hmm. got a lot more efficient documented what it would be like if I started a business that could run without me. Wow. I went on a whiteboard brainstormed. What would this look like? Decided I think marketing's going to be that route. And so I just started getting in Facebook groups again, uh, had a VA just sending cold DMs to people in Facebook groups, just mm. pitching my services and they would book appointments for me and I'd hop on the phone and close calls and
0: um, marketing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so Didn't now mean. we've progressed. We do a lot of stuff, but it's all in and around marketing. Um, so, it's I love it.
0: so So what has been through that journey what has been your biggest takeaway? I know the SOP and having the VA, but what else has been like your biggest lesson?
1: Um, th- Over the past six or eight months, reflecting a lot on building or starting with the end in mind, mm-hmm. building your ideal life. So get very specific on what mm. do I want my life to look like? How do I spend my time? What's my day looks like? What do I eat? What do I wear? Who do I talk to? Where do I go? And then back into it, because you're not just gonna fall into your dream life. You yeah. have to build it. And so, during that transitional period between February and May, when I was selling the agency, ramping up my new business, um, I just had a lot of time to think about what do I want my life to look like. And mm-hmm. I've known I wanted to travel. I had this long bucket list. And so, I think we had chatted about this. I decided. Yeah. I want a business that can operate without me. I love to work. So when I'm home, I want to crush it and work. When I'm not, I want to be able to be free and travel as much as I want. And so that's what we did. And so now this year has been pretty hectic. Uh, Just got back uh, in September. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. That was pretty sweet. What
0: was that?
1: Let's go. It was, uh, that was the top of my bucket list for a long time. And it was one of the most surreal moments because I did it on six days notice. So I was booking a trip in October to go to Iceland, which I did end up doing that as well. Um, But in the process, I saw that flights to Kilimanjaro had dropped. And so I emailed the guide company because I was planning on doing this next year. (laughs) And I was like, hey, um, if I came in six days, because y'all have a guide ready for me. And they emailed back, said, yeah, we've got somebody going. Um, I was like, all right, I'll see y'all in six days. Here's my flight confirmation, um, oh send me whatever I need to do to pay. And, uh, so six days later I was in Moshi, Tanzania and, uh, <laughs> getting prepped to go climb this mountain. So how long, how
0: long did it take you to climb up?
1: Seven days. So seven days in a tent, sleeping on the ground, carrying our stuff on our backs. We had porters that were helping carry food and tent and all, um, but it was incredible. And it was one of those life things where day six was when we hit the summit. We started walking at 1 AM. We hit the summit at 6 50 AM during yeah. that period. It's like zero degrees. So your water freezes two hours in, you got four more hours. Wow. And so my kidneys are cramping. I'm just dying. You're gasping for air. Cause you're at 19,000 feet. Yes. level, And um, it just showed me, Hey, whenever you think you're done, you got a lot more to go. Like David Goggins talks about whenever you think you're done, you're only 40% there um, yeah. what we were capable of. Cause there was no way I was turning around on that mountain. So,
0: Wow. That, wow. I, I love that story, man. Like you just said yeah. something, whenever you think you're done, you still got a 40%. You only have 40% there. I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs realize that. Right. Uh, you know, like, I, I I, know a lot of people listen to this, sometimes you're going through a lot of tough challenges, and you think that's it for you, and now realizing you're only 40% there. Yep. That's crazy. So what, what what's next for you right now, man? Like, you, you've been living life. Yeah, <laughs> it's what, been what's wild. Next? Um, and the team's
1: growing. Like I am unbelievably thankful. I can't put into words how thankful I am for the life I get to live now. Um, so I've been trying to do a lot more of this, just like tell people about like, and I've got worksheets and stuff. If anybody ever wants to hit me up, we've got time analysis worksheets and a worksheet to help build your ideal life. Mm. Just because I, I see what my life looks like now. And if other people could just experience it, yeah. um, like it's, it's incredible. Outside of that, it's still just trying to figure out how do I challenge myself? Um, okay. So I was laying in my tent night six on Kelly, and I was like, what do I do next? Um, okay. So tentatively, I'm planning on giving myself about a year. I'm going to train for an Ironman. Um, traveling a bunch still, crossing stuff off my bucket list. Uh, oh. but that's about it. Still just trying to grow the business.
0: I'm curious, right? So you you had a, a good exit. You have another business going. Um, you know, what are you doing with your money besides traveling? Are you investing? Like, what's what's the? Or are you just trying to figure out the big next opportunity and waiting for that?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of twofold. So one, I'm heavily reinvesting into myself slash my team. Mm-hmm. Um. So the past three weeks, I've been at different mastermind events, and obviously, nice. you have to pay to get in these things. And it's several thousand dollars. But my thoughts are, anytime I leave one of these events, if I come back yeah, with yeah. one nugget. It's going to be worthwhile it. It, for myself or my business. It pays for itself. Yeah. And so last weekend I was in Phoenix slash Scottsdale with a bunch mm-hmm. of people that have <laughs> online businesses and they were teaching about content because I've sucked at that for a while. Well, we're now, um, I'd started posting content the week before that way. I had some type of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> metrics we could talk about and I could get some advice well, I'm at like day eight of posting content and I have booked seven appointments so far. Um,
0: just, where are you I've posting? A really
1: warm audience on Facebook, okay. um, mostly on Facebook, but we're posting it on LinkedIn as well as YouTube. Uh, Facebook's where we're getting the appointments. The week before that, I was at an event in Miami, all marketing agency owners, and I was trying to learn about their systems with facebook ads and so Mm -hmm. it's just picking out what are deficiencies in myself Mm -hmm. and who knows that that i could pay to learn from
0: Mm, that's a gem yeah that's 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 the cheat code (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: getting in the right rooms is huge
0: i love it man so wow you give so many good gems to kind of wrap things up right what is that small biz tip that you would share with any entrepreneur beside the automation and hiring the VAs and paying somebody to learn quicker? What else would you say is that one thing that, made, that really helped you make that big change that you made in your life?
1: Yeah, I think that, again, start with the end in mind and plan what you want life to look like. That's the biggest thing I could recommend to anybody. And I've been talking with college students about this, like, Where do you want to go to school? What do you want to study? What do you want to do for work? Well, this is your life now. You're going to spend probably the next 40, 45 Mm -hmm. years doing whatever this thing is. You better make sure that you're really happy doing it. Yeah. If you're not, okay, how do you change your lifestyle expenses? How do you change something so that you can get those in alignment where you're happy doing what it is that you're doing? For business, a business tip, um, knowing your numbers, I think is super important. So I've got key performance indicators for everything inside of my agency. So let's say for the marketing side of things. Yeah. I know that I have to make sales to make money. Yeah. To make sales, I have to book, appointments. Yeah. to book appointments. There's several things that go into it. So I have somebody that does cold calls. I have somebody that does direct messages and somebody that posts content. For my cold caller, for example. We know how many calls Christine makes every day. Mm. We keep track of how many dials she makes. Then we keep track of how many contacts she makes and then how many appointments she books. Mm. By having these three metrics, I'm able to measure things. So activity, is she doing the right activity? Yes, she's making lots of calls. (laughs) Then contacts. If she's not getting many contacts, we probably know there's something up with the phone. It may be marked as spam or whatever it may be. We need to get her a new phone number. All right. Progress from there. If she's got a lot of contacts and no appointments, it's a training thing. Do I need Mm. to improve her script? Do we need to work on her tonality? Do we need to get her a better list of people to talk to? Mm. And so it allows you to hone in exactly where the problems are in your business. So KPIs, I really couldn't stress enough. Document your business and know how to find the bottlenecks.
0: I love it, man. Tyler, this was an amazing, amazing story and gems. Um, How do people get in touch with you, man? If they want to work with your agency, like are you focused on a particular vertical that they could work with?
1: Yeah, so we started out focusing in insurance and home service-based businesses, or roofers, HVAC, stuff like that. We have expanded now. We work with a lot of different industries. My core competency is still insurance and contractors. If you're in either of those niches, I probably have a lot of case studies of people in similar shoes as you that we've worked with and we can make that growth curve a lot faster. Um, but really anybody that's looking to grow and trying to honestly even change your life. Like I would love to just chat and try and help share some experience because I've had a lot of really great mentors that have given me advice. And so I'd love to kind of pay it back. Um, So you can reach out to me. Um, I can make sure to provide you with my links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, I'm pretty quick to respond on any platform. Our website's winwithc4.com if you ever filled out a form there. Uh, I probably won't see it, but if you say you're asking to speak with Tyler, one of my team members will forward it to me. So I'm pretty easy to get a hold of.
0: I love it, man. Guys, reach out to Tyler. As you can see, he is full of knowledge, full of gems. And he's a cool guy, you know. (laughs) So um, thank you again for jumping on, brother. This was amazing. And have a good one. All right.
1: Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it.